only person I've ever taken a photo with, um, with the first person I ever took a photo with was David Byrne because it's David Byrne, you know? It's like <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Did he have the big suit? <laughs> I wish. I was almost gonna go to the interview in a suit and then I was just like, No, you've you're a loser. <laughs> yeah, you should have power played him by having a bigger suit. <laughs> yeah, like a what's up, what's up, David? No, but like come yeah. from the ceiling, like being hoisted down in this massive yeah. suit. Um, oh, he would be so pissed off if someone had a bigger suit than him. He's really. It's like the Simpsons where Homer imagines himself gold plated yeah. and like nine feet tall. Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, so I think. Um, I don't know if I'm the best example of a music journalist in 2019. I'm kind of on the fringe, um, but very much in it. I don't know. Yeah. That's the way to be, I think, is what we've established. (laughs) I think it's good practice, yeah. Yeah. Um, But other than that, like culturally, just the joy of being able to um, identify where a genre started and know where that marimba, you know, instrument came from. And you can hear that sound in synths in electronic music now and know how much was informed by African music uh, is, a, is a joy. You know, I love totally, I yeah. love getting to, to trace things back. It's kind of like a nice little archival way to look at music because it all started somewhere. And I think informing people about that, or maybe it's just not, maybe it's just fascinating to me, but you know, remembering like history in, in music writing and, and in music is really important. I think that's the function of good music journalism. It should, you know, contextualize what you're listening to. Mm, exactly. And and make you excited about it, you know? <laughs> but also make you want to read more about that artist and start, you know, like think about how when you started write, like reading music writing, it, you know, you were paging through... I don't know. I was paging through a magazine or what have you, or looking yeah, through yeah, alternative press yeah. uh, before they started covering just emo you know, bands. <laughs> um, like um, they were great. They were really good. I, mean, I learned about Royal Trucks through that outlet, and like nice. uh, just you know the stuff that I would have no contact with. I couldn't listen to any of the music, no. so I just imagined I had to rely on the description uh, to to you know imagine what it sounded mm. like. But uh, but yeah, it was that was my lifeline. Yeah, and I think <laughs> and really uh, inspirational. And soundtracks for me as well are a really clever portal. I suppose just thinking back now, uh, prompted by the question, thinking back now about like how did I find music? I learned a lot about different bands through the soundtracks of, of the films that I was watching. Um, you know, because we're talking like uh, the crow. The crow. Uh, I mean, fucking stealing beauty, cruel intentions, great expectations. That is a whopper. That one is like one of my favorite soundtracks. Yeah. Uh, Batman Begins. <laughs> yeah, Space Jam. Um, yeah. So there's a yeah, the Space Jam soundtrack. I was looking at that recently because Jay Z ghost wrote a verse for Bugs Bunny on that. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah, was he and even alive sold like then? six million copies. Honestly, if you guys, Bugs Bunny yeah. was alive when Space Jam was made. Yeah, yes. If you guys just want to do an before his death on Space Jam, yeah, R.I.P. So Bugs. <laughs> that album is so funny to me though because like like six million people conceivably listened to Bugs Bunny rap a Jay Z verse, <laughs> and it was just like you know a normal part of culture at the time. Yeah, although yeah. obviously that seat, that album is really problematic with the. Um, the monster R. Kelly, who's like the 
the basis yeah. of that entire movie. I think he saw yeah. he he became who he is because of that movie. It's terrible that it's so linked. Totally, yeah. That song was like his biggest hit still, probably. Yeah, but I think that's a that's um, an interesting thing culturally. Culturally, is like where where do people actually find where did people find the music? And then you look at it now, and you're like, oh, they probably have Spotify and all those modes to find it. Um, whereas when I was younger, it was absolutely kind of what we what we were talking about earlier. I I'm craving getting it from my friends and family or a random stranger sliding into my DMs and suggesting a band. Um, yeah, it that's, all goes know. back to curation, like whether it's the music supervisor for Space Jam or <laughs> the Tristan Bath writing Spools Out right. column for Quietist. You know, it's uh, good curation. It's like. A lot of people's window. Yeah, I agree. 